Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco, and this is episode 121 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I recap week two and dish out my ballers and stallers. Week two in the books. I'm going to break down each game real quick, recap week two, and then jump into my ballers and stallers in the second half of this episode. I did not get a chance to recap Thursday night football last week. The weekend got ahead of me. So let's do that real quick. The Buccaneers and the Panthers. The Panthers and Cam Newton have lost eight straight starts dating back to week 10 of 2018. This was a terrible game, honestly. It was. It looked horrible throughout. Cam Newton looks fucking bad. Uh, I've been catching shit all weekend, um, but I don't know what to say. I mean, yes, he threw for 300 yards. No touchdowns, no picks, 25 for 50. So under 50% uh, completion, 50% uh, completion percentage, sorry. Um, not looking good. Cam Newton is not running the ball at all. He has negative two rushing yards um, on the season. He looks timid, can't throw the ball downfield. Uh, obviously he was upset about last week's comments that he couldn't uh, throw the ball downfield. So he straight up called out the defensive coordinator for Tampa and said, you know, you know, test me and see if I can't throw the ball downfield. He did have a couple of good throws to Greg Olson, but he also had more overthrows, underthrows, throws out of bounds, five yards from other guys. This is what I was worried about all off season. Um, I don't hate the guy. I just I was really worried about the shoulder, worried about the foot when he got hurt. He's not running the ball at all. He's not an accurate passer to begin with. Now he's even worse. His offensive weapons have no chance. Christian McCaffrey got his fucking ass kicked in this game uh, because now they know that Cam can't play. Panthers are in bad shape right now. One of my crazy calls in the beginning of the season was that Cam would get benched which is ridiculous, I understand, but get benched or move on uh, because of injury and that Will Greer would take over for him. Um, that's not looking too far off right now. I know it sounds insane, but things happen pretty quick in the National Football League. So the Buccaneers get a win in Carolina, huge win for the Bucs, 20-14. to 14. The Bucs looked a little bit better. Uh, Jameis Winston played a little bit better, uh, you know, just 208 yards, but he did have a touchdown and, you know, Peyton Barber actually looked pretty good in this game as well. Uh, 23 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown for him as well. Chris Godwin stays hot. Eight catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Um, big game for him. So this was a pretty rough game on Thursday Night Football and something to definitely keep ahead, um, keep an eye on moving forward as uh, the Panthers are just not looking good. And it looks like the Buccaneers are starting to find a little bit of their stride as they pick up a big divisional win uh, on the road in Carolina. So Bucks 20, Panthers 14. Let's move on to the Niners. Niners 41-17 over the Bungles. This is a big game for the 49ers. The 49ers had 500-plus total yards for the first time since 2012. That was Colin Kaepernick, of course. Andy Dalton had a nice game, and uh, Tyler Boyd had a nice game for the Bengals. Andy Dalton over 300 yards with two touchdowns, a late bomb. Uh, to John Ross helped had those stats, 61-yard touchdown, and then Tyler Boyd had a 10 catches for 122 yards there. Other than that, though, the Bengals look really bad on offense. Joe Mixon couldn't get going. Gio Bernard wasn't a factor. Um, you know, obviously AJ Green is still out, so the Bengals are are not looking good. The 49ers, on the other hand, 
uh, looked good. Um, I know I've been razzing Jimmy G this whole time. Uh, maybe it's just me trying to motivate him uh, to hopefully have the Niners play well. And so far, so good, man. They've looked really good in two games. Uh, Matt Breida, 12 carries for 120 yards. They had Raheem Mostert get in the mix. Jeff Wilson off the practice squad had a touchdown as well. Uh, big game for uh, all the Niners. Um, George Kittle is going to be just fine moving forward. He had a nice uh, big catch in the game. He'll have his breakout games coming up. Marquise Goodwin looked great on a deep bomb. Debo Samuel is a beast. He's the best receiver already on the 49ers. Um, Dante Pettis straight up is is cuttable at this point, uh, droppable. Um, if you drop, if you picked him up in the sixth round. You know, bummer. Uh, you can hang on to him if you want to, but not looking good for Dante Pettis, unfortunately. I mentioned last week um, with uh, Chris and Alex of the the Commish uh, Fantasy Podcast, they asked me how I felt about Dante Pettis, and I basically took five minutes to tell them I didn't know how I felt about him because I wanted to wait it out. After the second week, not looking good. Dante Pettis is not as good as Debo Samuel. Jalen Hurd is hurt. Uh, but once he comes back, he'll probably knock him off the depth chart. Marquise Goodwin, as long as he's healthy, is a, is an absolute speed demon. Uh, definitely, you know, Deshaun Jackson-esque. Um, and and uh, Garoppolo loves him. So Niners are looking good. 2-0 so far. Uh, they blow out the Bengals on the road, 41-17. Let's go to Detroit, where the Lions get a big win at home versus the Chargers. 13-3, they squeak it out. Kenny Galladay had eight receptions, 117 yards, and a touchdown. <clears throat> for the Lions. Uh, and, you know, Matt Stafford had another nice game. Carry on Johnson had a 30 yard uh, receiving touchdown. Lions look pretty good, but they sure have just played great defense in this game. And they held uh, the Chargers to just 10 points and scoreless in the second half. Phillip Rivers, 293 and a pick, no touch, no touchdowns. Austin Eckler, 17 carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. But Justin Jackson was also uh, in the mix here. He had a long touchdown called back as well. Justin Jackson did. So if you're sleeping on Justin Jackson, you may want to go pick him up sometime soon. He uh, he would be a gem uh, to find right now. I've scooped him up on most of my deep benches just to wait it out to see if Austin Eckler gets hurt. If he does, Justin Jackson is going to be an animal. Um and it doesn't look like uh, Melvin Gordon's going to be coming back anytime soon. So maybe uh, maybe a nice stash there. So not much to talk about here in this game. Just the Lions showed up. They played great defense at home. They get the win against the Chargers, 13-3, to and one of the biggest upsets of the week. Uh, some notable injury, uh, of course, Hunter Henry is out. Um, but Mike Williams played a little bit in this game, but he wasn't at full speed, and, and the offense kind of showed. Keenan Allen beasted out once again. Uh, he, he's... He is top-notch, for sure. And I know uh, I kind of threw a lot of shade to Keenan Allen early in the offseason that Mike Williams would outproduce him as one of my bold predictions. I still somewhat believe that if Mike Williams were to play as much as Keenan Allen, but right now Mike Williams is hurt, Keenan Allen is healthy, which is great. So I don't hate Keenan Allen. I love Keenan Allen, but I just thought the roles would change a little bit more um, this year with Hunter Henry back, but Hunter Henry's out now. So slot Keenan Allen right back in over the middle, you know, catching eight to ten balls a game. He's a beast, so uh, Keenan Allen looks good moving forward. The Lions get a big win at home versus the Chargers, 13-10. Let's move on to Green Bay, where they uh, – well, they did win last week against Chicago, but they bounced back from kind of a shitty performance. Aaron Rodgers was on fire in the first quarter. Two quick touchdowns, really cooled off down the stretch, though, scoreless in the second half, but the Packers do get the win, 21-16. They start off 2-0 in the season. It's the first time them being 2-0 since 2015. 
Vikings, not looking so good. Kirk Cousins, just 230 and one deep touchdown to Stephon Diggs late in the game. Other than that, not looking very good. Dalvin Cook, unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> Dalvin Cook is a beast. If he stays healthy for the next couple of years, he is going to be straight up, you know, a top three pick in fantasy the next, you know, handful of seasons. He is one of the best running backs in the National Football League when he's healthy. 20 carries, 154 and a touchdown. Another, you know, 60, 70 yard uh, run for him uh, for a touchdown. Devontae Adams back to life, seven catches, 106 yards for him. Tay Adams and, and Rodgers finally link up. Jaronimo Allison, a nice early score in this one. And uh, Aaron Jones also gets a touchdown here. So the Packers starting to fire on all cylinders, looking way better at home. You know, they played the Bears, who is the best defense in the league. And the Vikings aren't terrible, but the Vikings aren't the Bears. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers play better at home. So Packers get a big win in division. They start 2-0 in the division, which is massive, against the Vikings and the Bears, and they start 2-0 in the league in general. So the Packers are rolling right now. Aaron Rodgers looked a little bit better. Not a huge game fantasy-wise, but starting to really kind of dust off the rust and figure out this offense. And it looks like the Panther, uh, the Packers excuse me, are going to be just fine moving forward. Let's head over to Tennessee, where the Colts – come into Tennessee and get a late win. This was surprising. I thought the uh, Titans were going to beat them up a little bit. I really like that defense in Tennessee, but the Colts come in, played a really great game, a tight game. The Colts get a win on the road in division, 19-17. Jacoby Brissett, a career-high three touchdown passes. <clears throat> he played really well. T.Y. Hilton, four catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Jordan Wilkins had five carries for 82 yards, had the biggest day, better than Marlon Mack on the ground for the Colts. And for the Titans, Marcus Mariota just 154 and a touchdown. Um, so, you know, kind of a, a rough game all around, really a defensive struggle here uh, in this game. But um, the Colts do get a big win in division, 1917 over the Colts. Or excuse me, the Colts win over the Titans, pardon me. Uh, the next game, man. Heading down to Miami, this is not surprising at all. The Patriots win 43 nothing, and it wasn't even that close. Somehow the Patriots led 13 nothing at halftime, scored 10 points in the third quarter, and then put up a 20 spot in the fourth quarter, already up uh, 23. So Patriots absolutely smashed. Patriots are 2-0 for the 10th time in the Brady and Belichick era. They are absolutely on fire right now. Brady, 264 and two touchdowns. Sonny Michelle, 21 carries, 85 yards and a touchdown. And the lone bright spot for the uh, Miami Dolphins, Preston Williams, four catches, 63 yards. Antonio Brown finally played for the Patriots. He got a touchdown in this game, had a nice debut. Man, they're going to be nasty when he and Brady are on the same page. Josh Gordon, uh, Julian Edelman, um, they got all these weapons. James White was kind of quiet. Burkhead was kind of quiet. But all these weapons together on an NFL level, absolutely unstoppable. So Patriots are looking just fine. Slam dance on the Colts. Or, excuse me, sorry, getting all these teams wrong. I apologize. Uh, on the Dolphins. Um, shout out the Dolphins, 43-0. Heading down to Houston where this was kind of an ugly game, unfortunately. Um, so there was some uh, some kind of infighting once again in Jacksonville. It comes out that Jalen Ramsey now wants out of Jacksonville, which is going to really hurt that defense. Um, you know, Gardner Minshew is fun, and I'm all about it. Uh, he's kind of a mix between, like, Johnny Menzel and, and Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. But uh, nonetheless, couldn't get it done. The Jags actually had a chance to win this game. They should have won this game. They score late with 30 seconds left, 36 seconds left. 
and they go for two. Leonard Fournette gets stuffed on the goal line. Houston is able to um, uh, get the victory at home, 13-12. So this game was a lot closer than I think uh, many predicted. Uh, Deshaun Watson has the most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in franchise history for the Houston Texans with nine already in his career. And, you know, didn't have a huge game, honestly. He had a nice rushing touchdown, but other than that, Houston didn't do much. Carlos Hyde actually led in uh, rushing in this game, 20 carries, 90 yards, and Chris Conley for the Jaguars, four catches for 73 yards. So um, kind of a dud game. Uh, definitely I'll get to my ballers and sellers in a little bit, but, you know, New Hopkins nowhere to be found. Uh, none of those uh, receivers there for Houston and Leonard Fournette, not much of a game as well. So. This game is kind of a kind of a dud, but uh, the Texans squeak by and get a get a big road or excuse me a home win over Jacksonville, who did play them pretty well. Uh, and frankly, Jacksonville should have won this game, but they came up short at the end. Next up, we got the Raiders, who were up ten nothing at one point in the first quarter versus the Chiefs, and then gave up four consecutive touchdowns and never scored again. And this game was over by halftime. Uh, the Chiefs scored twenty eight points in the second half. Nobody scored in the second, excuse me, 28 points in the second quarter. Nobody scored in the second half. Chiefs get uh, the win 28-10, and it looked a little uglier than that. I watched a lot of this game. Mahomes, three-plus passing touchdowns in seven straight road games. That's fucking insane. Dude's legit. Another 443 yards and four touchdowns for Mahomes. Demarcus Robinson was this week's chief uh, blow-up on your fantasy bench. Six catches, 172 and two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, a nice bright spot for the Raiders. 12 carries, 99 yards. Derek Carr, not much here. I thought he was going to be a good streamer. He wasn't. Uh, Lucas asked me why I didn't have him in my top 24. I just don't believe in Derek Carr, frankly. And he looked hot to start the game, but not so much later. Uh, Tyrell Williams remains um, kind of a weekly flex for sure. Um, and Darren Waller, definitely a weekly starting tight end. So if you got any of those guys, fire him up. Otherwise, Raiders are, are not much to look at there and, and uh, you know, fire up your Chiefs per usual. Although Sammy Watkins, not much out of him, but they just frankly didn't need it. And it looks like they're just going to fire whoever <laughs> whoever Mahomes wants to. He's going to make somebody relevant. Let's go on to Denver here. Crushing loss for the Broncos. Man, this was a tough one. Uh, the Bears controlled this game the entire game. And really, they should have blown out the Broncos. But the Broncos played really well this whole game. Uh, and they kept it kind of 13 to three until the fourth quarter. Then the Broncos went up, um, and by one. And then at the end, we had a kind of a phantom personal foul roughing the passer call, which led to uh, another couple of first downs and then a field goal. And then the Bears were able to get off the field goal, Schneid. And uh, Eddie Pinheiro hits a game winning 53 yard field goal to get the Bears a home win or excuse me, a road win, 16-14 to 14 up in mile high. This is a bummer loss for the Broncos. They could have really came away with a huge win here. The Bears were very close to being 0-2. The Broncos could have bounced back from a, a, a big loss against the Raiders last week. But Broncos now 0-2, the Bears 1-1. Joe Flacco almost 300 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders absolutely beasting in this game. Uh, 11 catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown. He looks amazing. Just nine weeks or nine months, excuse me, removed from that uh, torn Achilles. And then uh, David Montgomery, definitely the lead back in Chicago. It's starting to happen here. So go get David Montgomery if you still can. 18 carries, 62 yards, 
and a touchdown. So big win for the Broncos up at mile high. Let's go into LA for the Rams and the Saints. Man, this is a bummer game. So right off the bat, uh, you've probably heard by now, if you haven't, Drew Brees out at least six weeks. Um, I haven't heard exactly what's going on with his thumb, but he's got a jammed, fractured, torn thumb at some level. I don't have the exact diagnosis at the time of this podcast, but nonetheless, he is injured. He went dropped back to pass. I watched it live, went to throw the ball. Aaron Donald put his huge hand up, blocked, basically just you know, just shot blocked uh, Drew Brees' pass and Drew Brees' thumb just crumpled into his hand. Uh, Drew Brees left the rest of the game. Teddy Two Gloves uh, came in. Um, Bridgewater didn't do much for the Saints at all, uh, which gives me pause with all the Saints moving forward. But uh, the Rams eventually just pull away. Uh, they win the game 27-9. It was 6-3 to at halftime, and, and eventually the Saints just couldn't do anything on offense, and the Rams pull ahead. So, unfortunately, Drew Brees is out for the next six weeks. Um, I will get to the fantasy impact of that uh, when I talk with Lucas tomorrow, but it is um, not looking good for Kamara, not looking good for Latavius Murray, um, Jared Cook, Michael Thomas still got targets, but they weren't Drew Brees' targets. I'm worried about the Saints moving forward for the next month and a half. Cooper Cup, let's talk about the Rams here. Cooper Cup, 100-plus receiving yards for the first time since week four in 2018. Huge game for him, 120 on five catches. Todd Gurley, 63 yards and a touchdown on 16 carries. And Jared Goff, almost 300 yards and a touchdown as well. So, again, you know, in a in a Drew Brees healthy game, the Saints probably beat the Rams here. They, they were looking good early, but Drew Brees got hurt early, knocked out of the game, and that was all she wrote, unfortunately. So, not looking good for the Saints moving forward. Um, in fantasy, definitely not looking good. And, and on the NFL spectrum, not looking very good either, unfortunately. Let's go to Sunday Night Football, and that is the Falcons and the Eagles. The Falcons squeak one out here 24-20. This was an excellent game to watch. Super exciting. Uh, Matt Ryan goes for 320 and three touchdowns. Ito Smith, 32 yards. He was the lead rusher in this game somehow with just 32 yards. And Nelson Aguilar, actually, the lead receiver in this game 107 and a touchdown on eight catches right off the bat Deshaun Jackson Alshon Jeffrey and Dallas Goddard all went down for the Eagles right off the bat in this game it was brutal Carson Wentz still almost um, brought him back he is a magician in in the pocket wow there was five or six times that I thought he was going to be sacked he was literally like wrapped up and he escaped uh, one, t- you know, one pass he threw where his knee was almost on the ground, but he got it off a uh, huge first down there. And he really drove the Eagles down the field late to take the lead. And then Matt Ryan threw, you know, he kind of audibled. He saw the press and the uh, blitz coming in, called a quick audible to Julio screen pass behind the line of scrimmage and fucking Julio just dusted and um, smoked for, uh, for the, uh, final touchdown of the game, kind of the game clincher there. So the the um, Falcons bounce back, and both the Eagles and the Falcons one and one now. So the Falcons get a huge home win. Uh, they almost got beat here by the Eagles, but they do get the W, 24-20. And Julio Jones, 10,868 career receiving yards, most in franchise history um, for uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So congrats to Julio, who is, you know, absolutely – uh, phenomenal, of course. And, um, he really, I mean, he's my favorite wide receiver in, in the league. So shout out to Julio Jones. And, um, I'm going to double back on a couple of games. I skipped over them. Um, I just, 
I read the the Eagles Falcons game a little early, so let's dial it back a little bit back in the Sunday afternoon. Apologies on that. Let's get to the uh, Bills and the Giants game. So, <laughs> the Bills and the Giants. Uh, I don't think both teams are really as bad as they look, but they both look pretty bad. Um, Saquon Barkley, sixteen touchdowns in his first eighteen games, the most in Giants history in that time frame. Uh, the Bills get a big win though on the road, twenty eight fourteen. Josh Allen, 253 and a touchdown. Saquon Barkley, another 100 yards and a touchdown for him. And Cole Beasley shows up four catches for 83 yards. Eli Manning looks absolutely washed. They're going to go to Daniel Jones here before too long. The Giants have no receivers. Evan Ingram is just not enough. Saquon Barkley can't do it by himself. <clears throat> They're frankly not going to win another game if they can't find some receivers or match up to an inferior opponent, which there aren't many in the league. Devin Singletary looked great. Uh, nice touchdown, but then he left the game uh, with a hamstring, so monitor him. He may be out for a couple of weeks, which is too bad there. Frank Gore got in the end zone as well. John Brown, not much, but he's you know definitely still a factor with the deep bomb, so Josh Allen could get a little more accurate. Uh, there's quite a bit of weapons, it looks like, there in Buffalo. Uh, let's go into Pittsburgh. Man, some other bum, bummer quarterback news. Ben Roethlisberger, <clears throat> kind of a, a torn – again, I don't have the diagnosis. I apologize. I'm doing this late um, – on his elbow. But he threw a pass. He kind of rubbed it, threw another pass, rubbed it, shaked it out, threw another pass, and he just called himself out, and he was done. Ben Roethlisberger is done for the season. If you haven't heard it yet, Ben Roethlisberger is out for the season with – an elbow situation. I will uh, let you know exactly what that is when I find out. The Steelers are 0-2 for the first time since 2013, and it's about to get ugly quick. I actually like Mason Mason Rudolph a little bit. Uh, I mentioned him last year when he was coming up. I said that a Big Ben got hurt. I actually had one of my crazy calls last year that James Washington uh, would outpace Juju Schuster. Obviously, that didn't happen last year, but a lot of that had to do with if Ben Roethlisberger retired, which early last year he was considering it, Mason Rudolph would take over. Mason Rudolph and James Washington played college together, and they hit the deep ball quite often. So I actually like James Washington here. He's kind of a sleeper uh, on probably a lot of waiver wires or maybe buy low right now. Um, I think Juju is going to take a significant hit. Juju is far better uh, as an athlete and a fantasy option overall, but not really liking Juju moving forward. Just five catches and 84 yards in this game. He had a tough time linking up with uh, Mason Rudolph late. Um, he did have one nice catch, but I'm a little bit concerned about that. So Keep an eye on the Steelers in general. James Conner also leaves the game with a hurt knee. Uh, we'll keep an eye on him. Jalen Samuels is a sleeper there. Vance McDonald, a nice game here, two touchdowns. Russell Wilson, 300 yards, three touchdowns for the Seahawks. Uh, and uh, Rashad, Perry, uh, Rashad Penny actually outpaces um, Carson, who had two fumbles, but Penny has 62 yards and a touchdown. Carson had uh, two fumbles in this game, but the uh, Seahawks do skate away 28-26 in Pittsburgh. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting situation to see how the Steelers end up in the next couple of weeks, though, with Big Ben out and James Conner potentially out for a while as well. Uh, the new regime stepping up here for the Steelers. So we'll see what happens in a tough division. The Bengals are the Bengals, but the Browns are better, and the fucking Ravens are one of the better teams in the entire NFL so far uh, in the um, 
in the start of the season. So nice game for DK Metcalf as well. Uh, Tyler Lockett, you know, got his token long bomb, but not much going on there. Also, Will Disley had uh, two touchdowns for the Seahawks as well. So another streaming option potentially if you're if you're feeling that there. Talking about Lamar Jackson and those Ravens, they uh, took care of the Cardinals at home. The Ravens are two and zero now. They were four and zero in the preseason, so they are you know six and zero in the last six games here. They're absolutely on fire. Lamar Jackson is arguably the hottest quarterback in the NFL. I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes, and Brady's on fire, absolutely. But outside of those guys, Lamar Jackson is doing it dual purpose right now. Another hundred twenty rushing yards for him. Couple of uh, throwing scores as well. They get to win 23 17 over the Cardinals in Baltimore. Mark Andrews, 100 plus receiving yards in two straight games. He looks great. And Kyler Murray, for his part, 350, not bad, but no touchdowns. And Christian Kirk, six catches, 114 through the air. Larry Fitz has another nice game. David Johnson stumbles into the end zone, but not much for him. Uh, and the run game for the uh, the Ravens was a little bit tampered in this game, but Lamar Jackson able to do it all once again. So Lamar Jackson is the talk of the league so far. Let's get into Washington and Dallas. Dallas gets a big win on the road in Washington. Dallas goes to 2-0, Washington 0-2. Uh, this was scoreless until the second quarter, but then Dak Prescott really, really kind of took over in this game. Um, the Cowboys are 2-0 for the second time in the last 10 years, which is very surprising considering how good these teams have been in the last couple of years. But remember, Zeke was out for the first couple. They struggled in the last couple. Um, so 2-0 for the first uh, for the second time in 10 years. And Dak Prescott, absolutely on fire. Just four incomplete passes in this game, 269 and three touchdowns. Zeke over 100 yards and a touch. And Devin Smith, three catches, 74 yards and a touchdown for the Cowboys, it looks like my man Michael Gallup is going to miss a couple of weeks, uh, unfortunately, with a leg injury. Keep an eye on him. Amari Cooper hit or miss as well with that plantar fasciitis. And uh, Adrian Peterson stumbled in the end zone, but not much for him in his uh, Redskins debut for 2019. And not really much else going on. Although, a name to think about here is Terry McLaurin, who uh, is a top 10 fantasy receiver right now um, in, uh, in the first two weeks. So keep an eye on Terry McLaurin and the Redskins don't have many options elsewhere. So that could definitely, uh, be a name and a sleeper that some people are not really paying attention to. So keep an eye on him. And, um, after the break, I will get into my ballers and stallers, but that wraps up the week two, recap there so once again the dallas cowboys get a win in washington 31 21 hey listeners let's take a break here if you like what you're hearing and you want to find us outside of the podcast please like us and follow on instagram at fantasy football underscore tck pod on twitter at tck underscore pod on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, and drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Of course, please also leave a rate and review here on the podcast wherever you're listening. We much appreciate your feedback. Make sure to also go to our website, tckpod.com, for my weekly rankings, waiver pickups, articles by Lucas, and much more there. And before we get into my ballers and stallers, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned.
Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Okay, my ballers and sellers for week two, let's start with my man, Pat Mahomes. We'll go with the quarterbacks first. Patrick Mahomes, once again, crushing it over 30 fantasy points in standard PPR, 443 yards and four touchdowns. He looked just fine. He probably could have thrown about nine, but they shut him down a little bit. Lamar Jackson over 30 as well. 272 and two through the air and 120 on the ground. Lamar Jackson, super hot in this game uh, and through the first two weeks looking very, very good. Dak Prescott also looks great. He started real slow, uh, threw a pick right off the bat, but then three touchdowns, 270 through the air, just four incompletions after a pretty rough start um, and another 69 yards on the ground. So Dak, again, kind of that uh, kind of that sleeper rushing ability. Tom Brady stays hot. With his new weapon, Antonio Brown, uh, he did kind of rush for his little sneak attack touchdown that he likes to do on the goal line. Uh, so he did have a rushing touchdown, but two more through the air, 264 for Tom Brady. Russell Wilson, 300 yards, three touchdowns, another 22 on the ground. Jimmy G, almost 300 yards, three touchdowns for him. Josh Allen, 253 in a touch, another 21 in a rushing touchdown like he likes to do. And then some honorable mentions here, Jared Goff. Matt Ryan, Andy Dalton, and Carson Wentz with decent performances there. Let's go to the uh, Stallers. And again, these are players that you started hoping that they were going to more or less carry your team at the quarterback position, especially in one QB leagues. And unfortunately, they just did not. Kyler Murray, top of the list here, uh, just 16 fantasy points, which isn't terrible. However, he didn't have any touchdowns. So he had 350 yards passing, but no scores and just four yards rushing. So he's not really that dual threat running back, uh, dual threat quarterback that we were expecting right off the bat. So um, Kyler Murray, not so much. He was playing in Baltimore, so I don't, you know, not throwing shade. That's a hard place to play. Nonetheless, 350, no scores, not getting it done for you. Uh, if you started Garden Minshew and you were uh, expecting uh, some heroics, not so much, just 213 and a touchdown, 56 on the ground. Uh, another couple of names you started um, with more excitement, potentially. Uh, Matt Stafford versus a banged-up Chargers defense, just 250 and two touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, another disappointment here, 200 yards and two touchdowns. This is extra extra kind of disappointing because he started so hot. Um, threw a touchdown right away to 
uh, Geronimo Allison, but then he eventually just kind of fizzled out there. Jameis Winston, I already mentioned, just a pretty rough game, just 200 yards and a touchdown on a Thursday night football. Deshaun Watson, 160 through the air. He had a, a five-yard rushing score, but nothing through the air, unfortunately. And Cam Newton, 300 yards through the air, but no uh, no touchdowns. Phillip Rivers is 293, no touchdowns for him either. And if you took a chance on um, Derek Carr, uh, under 200 yards and just that one touchdown there. So not much going on. Of course, uh, Drew Brees and Big Ben also got hurt there. So, um, you know, can't really fault them for an injury per se, but definitely let down your uh, fantasy team there for the quarterback, uh, ballers and stallers. Let's get up to the running back, ballers and stallers. Dalvin Cook and the top of the leaderboard here, 28 standard fantasy points. He had 20 carries, 154 on the ground, and a touchdown, another three catches for 33 yards. Love to see that dual purpose there. So Dalvin Cook, absolute beast. My man Aaron Jones, 23 carries, 116 and a touchdown, another 34 through the air. Love that. Use Aaron Jones, 23 carries. Love to see that. Raheem Mostert, my man. So he's the he's the backup's backup for the 49ers, uh, but he get to play this week with Coleman out. He shows his stuff, super stoked on this. 13 carries, 83 yards, and a long screen touchdown, 68 yards through the air uh, on a screen for a touchdown there for Raheem Mostert. So he's looking good. Great waiver pickup. We'll talk about him tomorrow with Lucas. And then Austin Eckler stays hot, 66 yards on the ground, and a touchdown, 66 through the air. Saquon Barkley doing his thing, over 100 yards and a touchdown, and Zeke over 100 yards and a touchdown as well. Couple honorable mentions here for the stall or the ballers, excuse me, for the running backs. Derrick Henry, Carryon Johnson, Frank Gore, still getting it done, almost seventy yards and a touch. Peyton Barber and uh, Todd Gurley as well, doing pretty well. Also, want to mention that two more 49ers were in the top uh, in the top fifteen this week. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. called up off the practice squad, two rushing touchdowns for him, and Matt Breida as well, over one hundred twenty rushing yards there. So the uh, the Niners really, really just took it to them. Bengals really had nothing to uh, nothing to say about that. Let's go into the Stallers. Uh, David Montgomery, I'm not going to call him a full Staller because he's not getting a full role yet, but he did do well in his role, 18 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. I just want to mention here, here real quick that I expect him to be in the Ballers moving forward. James Conner got hurt, but just 33 yards and a touchdown before he left. Rashad Penny actually outpaced Chris Carson, who's on this, but both those guys kind of equalized each other there. Um, 62 yards and a touchdown for him. Leonard Fournette, just 47 yards on the ground. 40 through the air, no touchdowns for him, and as I mentioned, stuffed on the one-yard line. Sony Michelle, 21 carries, 85 yards and a touchdown. You expected probably a lot more than that against the Dolphins. And uh, James White, not much either, just 19 yards and a touchdown through the air. Devin Singletary got hurt as well, but just 60 yards before he left. And Philip Lindsay, just 36 yards through the air uh, on the ground and 30 through the air. And then just a couple other uh, names to mention here that you probably started looking for more work. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake was absolutely a non-factor. Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, Devonta Freeman, just 22 yards on the ground, 42 through the air. And Damian Williams also got injured a little bit, 48 through the air and just eight on the ground. And uh, David Johnson, as I mentioned, a touchdown, but just 14 yards on the ground. Christian McCaffrey, product of that rough, rough Panthers offense, 37 yards on the ground, 16 through the air. And Alvin Kamara, just 45 yards on the ground, 15 through the air. Really worried about the uh, Saints moving forward. Joe Mixon also not much there either. Let's go on to the receivers. 
and we will go with Demarcus Robinson right off the bat. So, again, last week it was Sammy Watkins, almost 200 yards. This week it was Demarcus Robinson, almost 200 yards, 172 on six catches and two touchdowns, 35 overall fantasy points for Demarcus Robinson. Huge game for him and the Chiefs. Emmanuel Sanders stays hot, 11 catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown for him on 13 targets. My man Julio Jones, five catches, 106, and two touchdowns. Again, uh, uh, kind of that late um, last-minute bomb. Well, it wasn't a bomb. It was a screen pass that he took to the fucking house. But Julio's a horse, man. He's going to get his. Uh, Chris Godwin, eight catches, 121, and the touchdown on nine targets. Kenny Galladay, nice game here, eight catches, 117, and a touch on 10 targets. Nelson Aguilar, the only real weapon left for the Eagles in this game, 107 and a touch through the air, and Calvin Ridley, 105 and a touch through the air as well. So Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley had 20 targets, uh, 13 receptions, and 211 yards for three touchdowns for the Falcons there. So they really beat up. Uh, A couple of honorable mention names here, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, both for the uh, Bengals did really well. Debo Samuel, 87 yards and a touchdown. Michael Thomas still got his. He did have 10 catches, but just 89 yards. Again, a little bit worried about that deep uh, deep attack there with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I just don't think he can get it. Um, Keenan Allen, eight catches, 98 yards. Cooper Cup, five catches, 120. Devontae Adams, seven for 106. And Christian Kirk, six for 114. Let's go to a couple stallers and uh, a couple names that you may uh, – Maybe, you know, starting, hoping for more. Um, Brandon Cook, 74 in a touchdown. Not terrible, but just three catches. There's just four targets. That isn't going to be sustainable if he's got that. A.B., interesting if you started him. Uh, I'd be interesting. Why don't you shoot me a DM and let me know if you started A.B. I had a lot of comments about it. And uh, I was telling people to start him because you might as well if he's on your bench. You'd hate to have him on your bench and be Antonio Brown, but to temper expectations. Sure enough, four catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown on eight targets. So you like that. Those numbers are going to get more consistent, I'm sure. Um, so keep an eye on that. Amari Cooper, just four for 44 and a touchdown. Curtis Samuel, five for 91 on 13 targets, but eight incompletions. Five for 13, Curtis Samuel. That's what I'm talking about. Let me look at DJ Samuel really quick. Or DJ Samuel, DJ Moore. Nine for 14. Okay, so a little more efficient there, but not not liking this at all. Um, Adam Thielen, five for 75. Not doing much there. Uh, Mike Williams, as, as I mentioned, got a little bit banged up in this game. Just three for 83. He had a nice deep bomb, but not much. Sammy Watkins couldn't do much. He had 13 targets, but just six catches this week. 49 yards. Geronimo Allison had a touchdown, but just 25 yards. Otherwise, and Mike Williams on Thursday Night Football. Uh, excuse me, Mike Evans. Mike Evans on Thursday Night Football. Four catches on eight targets for just 61 yards. And Stephon Diggs had one catch on seven targets. One catch. Thankfully for fantasy owners, it did go for 49 yards and a touchdown. Let's get into the tight ends, and we will get out of here. At the top, once again, my man Mark Andrews, 25 fantasy points from your tight end is absolutely fantastic. Two points better than Travis Kelsey on the day. Eight catches, 112, and a touchdown for Mark Andrews. Travis Kelsey, seven for 107 and a touchdown. Vance McDonald, two touchdowns on just 38 yards, but with tight ends, touchdowns are all you all you need. Good thing to know about Vance, seven for seven on opportunities. So seven targets, seven receptions. Will Disley, also 100%. Uh, five targets, five catches, 50 yards, and two touchdowns there. Zach Ertz, eight for 72. Greg Olson, the only bright spot for the Panthers, six for 110 on nine targets. And Jason Witten, 
catches another touchdown. He's looking good. Darren Waller brings it up 63 yards on six catches. That's a good 12 fantasy points for uh, your tight end. You like to see that. Evan Ingram, um, 48 yards on six, uh, six catches. So not much there, just 10 yards. But again, you know, your top 10 tight ends are not going to be super sexy after that top five each week. So, um, and then, uh, Eric Ebron did catch his touchdown as well. A couple stallers here. Um, George Kittle really, I guess would be a staller just because he ended up with eight fantasy points, but one of his catches was a beast where he just threw a dude out of bounds and cut back in the field. And he's super athletic and strong. He's fun to watch. So George Kittle will be just fine. If you can go buy low on George Kittle somehow, go do that right now. Um, three for 54. He'll be just fine. Delaney Walker four for 32, but last week he caught two touchdowns. We know what he can do. Austin Hooper seemed to actually have a better game than his stats report here. He had a nice big long catch called back there. Um, and, uh, really, I mean, that's kind of it. Vernon Davis had a nice long touchdown last week, but he didn't do anything this week. And, um, you know, Jared cook is really kind of the other player that people would have been starting this week that just didn't do anything. And that was two for 25 uh, once Drew Brees went down. So those are the ballers and stallers for week two. And each week I will get into this and, uh, you know, hit me up with, uh, with some DMS and let me know who, uh, really took off your team or who really let you down. Cause it's that time of year, yo. And trust me, I'm getting it too, but so far so good. Um, but that is week two ballers and stallers and the week two recap. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com and shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod and Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Also, check out our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and start sitcoms from Lucas. If you've gained any value from this episode, please leave a rate and review for us and give us a like and a follow on social medias. It really does mean the world to me. Make the most of the rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Scott Guasco, and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.